this podcast is able to happen because of the generous sponsorship from tenofthose.com and Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles. Kaleidoscope help kids and parents bridge the gap between storybook Bibles and adult translations by retelling every book of the Bible at an elementary or primary age reading level in beautifully designed single volume chapter books. The combination of vivid illustrations alongside engaging retellings helps make Kaleidoscope a really brilliant resource for families of all shapes and sizes. Pick them up at tenofthose.com. Welcome to Two Sisters in a Cup of Tea. My name's Felicity and I'm here in the States and this is my sister Sarah. She's in the UK and this episode we are diving into chapters 29 and 30 of Deuteronomy. We're excited. Hi Sarah, what's in your cuppa today? Hello. Uh, well, it's just a normal Yorkshire tea actually, so nothing out of the ordinary I was um I did actually mean to pick up one of my flower teas you know they're like the blooming flowers <laughs> and then I forgot and now I've got a Yorkshire and I'm like oh it's a bit disappointing but actually it's never that disappointing well it's always, yeah it's always all right isn't it solidly good I'd solidly say. good what have you yeah. got to go with any solid tea I mean not well, just, solid. yeah <laughs> that would be weird wouldn't it mm. uh Yorkshire grey actually the classic the classic okay. Um, and then I've just enjoyed a little nibble of some dairy milk chocolate, mm. which for the Americans listening is English chocolate, which is just, it's good, isn't it? I know we talk about biscuits quite a lot with tea, but let it be known that chocolate with a tea. A good square of chocolate or two. Yeah. I do, Hard to I just like. have a square, I find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my, uh, my husband's just opened a giant box of Maltesers. He's just been to the UK, you see, so we have some supplies. But I just... Maltesers, I'm just not going to cut it in comparison to the the dairy milk. Oh well, oh well. <laughs> um, Felicity, can you believe that we've we've been doing this for a couple of years now? We've kind of been intentionally studying God's Word, the Bible, together. And um, I just thought I'd ask you, how have you grown through it? Really, just I have. I yeah. have grown. Well, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's funny, isn't it? And I. At the heart of what we're doing here is we really are just in the word together. And that is the way God works by his Mm. spirit. And I've just really felt that. I think the regularity of opening up the word with you has been doing a deep work in my heart. I feel like I know God better and love him more. I do know, I think one of the biggest shifts has been I feel more eager to live for him wholeheartedly. Mm than I did a couple of years ago, which to to be honest, that feels a bit crazy because I have been a Christian for about 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, there's something about being in the word with someone else in this kind of intentional way that has, there's been a bit of a gear shift, I think. What what about you? Yeah, 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 all of that. Um, I think it's been amazing to see the impact of, yeah, the regular time in this kind of begets wanting to do this more and more. Like my appetite has grown significantly for really grappling with the Bible and with mm. scripture and what it's saying. And that isn't a coincidence, is it? Because the more we're in it, the more that we want to understand it. And I think that's just really exciting. I feel like, yeah, my hunger now compared to two years ago is is significantly more. Um, and that's just great and a real a gift isn't it um and but also relationally with you this has been such a significant couple of years hasn't it I know Ooh, who would have I, thought I might have a tear in my eye <laughs> can't cry can't cry on air who would have thought um, the two years where we've actually not been able to see each other as much as we would have liked and I yet know. we're probably 
Yeah, closer than we've ever been. I know. Oh, okay, we've got to stop. Okay, move on, move on. (laughs) Chapter 30, that's what we're (laughs) going to read. We are looking at chapter 29 and 30, but Sarah, you're going to read chapter 34. So you want to give us a little, just a little, you know, 29-ish prelude to 29 yes well we've so we've just come back off the back of these huge curses being described in 28 and we had the blessings and then the curses and 29 and we get this really significant verse in verse 4 where um moses says but to this day the lord has not given you a mind that understands or eyes that see or ears that hear and basically chapter 29 kind of sets up the scene where Moses says, God's given you all that you need, and yet you still can't see it. You still can't hear it. Um, and actually, you need you, you need to recognize that you're going to turn away, and that's going to be like a bitter poison to you. Um, and these curses are going to come. But that's not to do with the Lord. That's to do with your hearts. Um, and that's the problem that we face at the beginning of chapter 30. So I'm going to read chapter 30 for us. When all these blessings and curses I have set before you come on you and you take them to heart wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations. And when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I command you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. Even if you've been banished to the most distant land under the heavens, from there the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you to the land that belonged to your ancestors and you will take possession of it. He will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you. You will again obey the Lord and follow his commands I'm giving you today. Then the Lord your God will make you most prosperous in all the work of your hands and in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your land. The Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your ancestors. If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commands and decrees that are written in this book of the law and turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heavens that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea, so you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity death and destruction for i command you today to love the lord your god to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands decrees and laws and then you'll live and increase and the lord your god will bless you in the land you're entering to possess but if your heart turns away and you're not obedient and if you're drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them i declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed you'll not live long in the land you're crossing the jordan to enter and possess This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life, so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Yes. (laughs) Yes, isn't it the best? The best. And it is such a gear change, I think, from mm. chapter 29. You kind of get to the end of chapter 9, you're like, oh, Lord, exile <laughs> and all sorts. I know. And then you get this 
Well, cumulative, yeah. I think, from chapter 28 is fair, is pretty heavy, isn't yeah. it, what we've been through. <laughs> chapter 29, you really see the impact of that when they say you're going to go the way of the curses and then this utter grace that is given to them in this chapter. It really is, isn't it? I, and it's surprising. Like, it shouldn't be surprising because we know that that's what God is like. But I think, as you say, with the backdrop of the curses, you're then like, oh, it's just all hopeless and then this mm-hmm. incredible hope especially as you hear even just chapter uh, verse two um, and three then the lord your god will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you mm-hmm. again from all the nations because this is in the light of the dispersion basically isn't it like exile and yeah being dispossessed of the land and then he's saying i'm gonna gather you back like there's a there's a way back there's a rest- re- restoration um, by God's grace, and that. But is I love thing. that. I love that. Even in verse one, he could have just said, "It's such an extraordinary prophecy, isn't it?" He just says, "Well, this is all going to happen. Like all that you've just heard, it's going to happen." Yeah. <laughs> and, w- <laughs> and when it does, this is then when you're going to return to the Lord, and then the Lord will be gracious and compassionate to you. And I just find that amazing mm. <laughs> as well. That that you know, it's just plainly said like that, isn't it? Um, I've kind of uh, yeah, I, I love I love a good highlighter, and um, <laughs> I just in pink, I've just kind of highlighted everything that the Lord will do in this chapter, and it is just quite extraordinary that you know this first half of chapter thirty is pretty much pink because it is the Lord will restore, the Lord will gather, the Lord will bring, the Lord will make, the Lord will circumcise, the Lord will. Um, put these curses on your enemies. The Lord will make you prosperous. The Lord will again delight in you. I mean, so much. So much. It's interesting, isn't it? Because the verse two, which presumably is the bit that is not highlighted pink. I love that you gave us the colour of your highlighter there. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But so, um, you, your children, return to the Lord your God and obey Him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to Mm -hmm. everything that I command you today. Which is essentially the command, the the thing that's been asked of the people all the way through the book, isn't it? But then to have that command given again, but then. Hot on its heels, you have verse six. The Lord will circumcise your hearts and the yes. hearts of your descendants. And so the the Lord is doing a work in the heart of the people in order that we would be able to turn back, back and yeah. obey him. And wow, that's and that just sets up. Yeah. And that I think that is why this feels kind of like a climax, doesn't it? Of the book in the sense that we've been waiting for that moment, like back in chapter 10. He said, circumcise your hearts. Like it, that was a command, wasn't it? To turn to him. And we've we've been seeing all the way through that but they can't, they can't do it. And yeah. like they really they really can't. And 29 verse 4 kind of confirms that. That kind of that kind of just summarizes where we've got to in the book, really, doesn't it? That actually it's beyond Israel to listen, see, and trust without this complete heart transformation. And then in chapter 30, God says, I will do it. Yeah. This this is what's needed. It's always been about the heart. This is what's needed and I will do it. Which is a huge, huge relief. I've been just struck a lot by, he says, turn back and obey me. Like I'm going to gather you, mm-hmm. have compassion on you. It's not, I'm going to gather you and then that's it. You know, you're free to just do whatever you want. It's actually, mm. I will gather you so that you are able to obey mm, and listen yeah. and hold fast because because the Lord is your life. I remember sticking, skipping to the end of the chapter there, but that that kind of r- sort of refrain that we've heard throughout the book, especially back in chapter four, we had this 
kind of hold fast, obey. This is that you your life will go well as you hold fast mm-hmm. to the Lord. And I, I'm just yeah, as God rescues through his grace, yeah, we then are to hold fast to him as we're able because of his grace. And that's just, yeah, that's a big... And we have seen that, haven't we? We've seen that through the rest of the books, actually, as we've dwelt on the law and we've seen the goodness of it and we've seen the love for our neighbour and we've seen how honouring it is to other people and how life-giving it is, that you can see that, then this 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 carries weight, doesn't it? It's not just kind of plucking something out of thin air and saying that, like, yes, it will go well for you if you were to treat people in the way that the Lord tells you to it will go well for you won't it and it is a blessing to live that way and so it is life-giving um but I think what I think what's really striking and I don't know whether you um yeah how you found this but just you get to the end of chapter 30 and it's so clear this choice that is set up and he says it doesn't he he -hmm. said I've set before you life prosperity death and destruction blessings curses like it is such a kind of stark contrast between the two ways that you can go. There's no middle. There's no middle ground there. No, like it is. There is a choice to be made, and I think we. That's a choice that stems right back to creation, doesn't it? That is that is Adam and Eve's choice. Are they going to choose life or death? Yeah, and it's all the way through to this point, and he's saying right now you still have that choice. Yeah. That that is still what you're faced with, and it's not just a once in a lifetime choice. It's a this is an everyday choice yeah, to make yeah absolutely and a choice for them back then but also for us now that kind of smooshed you that we've been talking about a bit mm. this is this is much the choice that we make and by god's grace we make that choice don't we like let's let's go to jesus in and mm. see how we see him here i mean this is the means by which our hearts are circumcised isn't it yeah through through the lord jesus and enabling us to then choose life because on our own we just go down the death path, don't we? But yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not just to choose life; it's to choose Him, isn't it? And I think that's what's really blown my mind this week as I've been dwelling on this. Like, just calling to you know, recalling to mind what Jesus says about Himself: "I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, the life." Mm. Like that, that carries weight when we see these words here. That that's no that's not a coincidence is it that jesus would choose to say that he is the life it says here the lord is your life that is in you know that is jesus yeah. Yeah, yeah and so to hold fast to the lord is to hold fast to him because he's our only hope he he is the way isn't he like yes. these two paths that we've got he's the way the truth the life yeah yes then i really like in um, in verse 11 so kind of like picking up on that verse 11 and 12 you have this kind of what i'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond a reach not up in heaven it's not across the sea it's mm. like it's romans 10 kind of stuff and and that is true of jesus so that is true of god has been with the people all the way through he's been giving them his word which is life mm-hmm. and then we have Jesus, the word who is Mm. life, that word that is life. And he is within reach, like God has given him to us. And and God's grace is evident all the way through Deuteronomy. Like the people have been rescued. Let's not forget kind of the the Exodus backdrop to this. Mm. And God has been with them all through the desert. He's been providing for them. That's kind of 29, chapter 29 kind of gives us a bit more of that. And and therefore, Jesus is within reach. Life is within reach through God's grace. Yeah. But it's not just a kind of 
a done deal then as we trust in Jesus, is it? As in like, I just, I, I think what I've been really feeling this week is the significance that this is, this is said to a people who are going through the whole range of human emotion that we go through in life. Like, yes, they're sitting on the plains of Moab and yes, they're about to enter into this land. But within that, they've all experienced extraordinary grief as a whole generation has died before them. There will have been arguments that day. There would have been family breakups. There would have been real messy situations. There would have been real sadnesses and joys along the way. And this is spoken into the context of messy human life. And that means something, doesn't it? That it's not just like an out there thing that Jesus is our life. Actually, today in the messiness and brokenness of life, choose life. Hold fast yeah. to the Lord in that, in that context. And I think that's where it becomes real, doesn't it? That it's not just something out there, but it's actually today. That's the, That would be the same for the people back then. And it is for us now today. Mm, I love that, Sarah. And I think that's just, that's so true. Let it be known that I sat down to talk to you today, feeling <laughs> the fog of emotion and wondering <laughs> what Deuteronomy was going to do. <laughs> and, it's true. and that is, that is exactly it, isn't it? That this life is not depend that the life that's being held out is not dependent upon us being in the perfect shape and the best condition and kind of running the right direction. Like the, the mm. offer, it's is the opposite, there. actually, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> it's the opposite. Like that, the people, the people could not be further from that. And actually, he's very clear to say to them, "You cannot do this on your own, and you cannot obey what is life giving." But I'm going to do it for you, yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to be there every step of the way. And like this, yeah. The immeasurable riches of his grace are here, aren't they, to to rejoice in. But also a challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge. Actually, today, what like what would it look like if I if I just kind of remembered that fork, that fork in my road mm. when I was te- when I'm tempted to choose that sinful habit over like life giving, not choosing that sinful habit and choosing something more life giving. Like, do you know, like how often yeah what would happen if I really chose to think more intentionally about this choice every day yeah and I think that verse um the Lord is your life for the Lord is your life in in verse 20 he says for the Lord is your life that's really been resonating with me this week in the as I seek to choose the right way the God way Mm. the Jesus way I am choosing life like that is where life is and I think that's been a prayer for my heart is that I would remember that and know that and love that and as a circumcised heart in Christ that's in me would I remember that and love to choose the right way rather than it being a kind of like I know I know I should choose the right way but actually yeah I feel like reading these chapters has helped me desire the life that is being held out here yeah it's good isn't it it's good it's good (laughs) yeah do you want to um sarah do you want to do you want to pray for us that we would be eager to choose that way (laughs) i'd love to now choose life now father we just thank you that we can we thank you that in jesus we have the one who is the resurrection and the life the way the truth and the life Lord, we thank you so much that we stand today as those um, firmly in his grasp. Um, He and you are firmly holding on to us. And so would you help us to hold fast to you and to choose you and to choose your ways? Father, please, would you keep this choice um, at the forefront of our minds as we go into our weeks? 
Lord, thank you that you know what we need. And we pray, would you help us to trust you, that we would choose life in you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. Um, next time, we're going to be jumping into the final chapters of Deuteronomy, which which is exciting and also sad. We feel the mixture of those emotions. Um, but it's been a joy to be with you this time round. Don't forget about our website, which is where you can find the show note questions as well, which will help you to get into this passage with someone else. Do make mm-hmm. use of them. And the website as a whole, it's got lots of resources, all our episodes. We want to serve you through that. So do make the most of it. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. Yeah, take care. Bye. Bye. This episode has been sponsored by tenofos.com and Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles.